Welcome to the Parent Guide to GCSE.com podcast. This is episode number five. We are joined by six students who are now studying their A-levels, but they're here today to talk about their top tips for GCSE exam success. So first question, essentially, uh, what was your favourite uh, revision technique or most effective revision technique, do you think? Anyone jump in? I'm not just going to go down the line. Just Flashcards were mine, um, because if you have a supportive family, and I had a younger sister as well, she was only in a year below, so she was doing like the first year of the course, so it helped her as well. Um, to do flashcards and then speaking it out loud helped me more than just writing it down. Okay, so with the flashcards, did you make those from your class notes or did you do those entirely independent of class notes? Oh, with my class notes and the revision textbooks as well. Okay, so once you got the, uh, the flashcards mm-hmm. prepared, um, was it just to get somebody to test you or was it just recreate them and then so you would have a flashcard which you could then turn over and, and make it again almost or was it always literally just... All of, mine was, else. Sorry, all of mine was verbal. That's how it helped me, saying it out loud gets it in my head. Whereas okay. if I was writing it down, it didn't. Okay, good, thank you. Um, I just wrote notes for most of my subjects and uh, kind of depending on each subject. So for, for maths, I just used to do as many past papers as I could. Whereas for science, I used to do more like notes. I used to have like a revision guide and I used to do a specific chapter and I used to write small notes on, on, on it. Okay, so once you create the notes, is that it, or you, you or just yeah. you keep going back to it uh, time after time, or? Well, I usually wrote them, and then I used to go back if I couldn't remember them. Uh, but yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, for me, as a history student, timelines help quite a lot because. Um, just by writing it down, the dates would stick in my head, and then if you like, put it in a place where you see, like on your wall or something, you can always see the dates, and you, it keeps reminding you of what events happen on which dates. But for subjects which weren't history, I use like mind maps because it just helped me get out all the information that we were given in class into an order that I preferred. I love mind maps. Did you um, learn how to create them properly, or was it more of a flashcard type thing with a? A central theme and just lots of information or was it a proper branched mind map? Um, it was, for most subjects it was like a proper branched mind map because um, especially for science we were told how to like do them properly because we had to split things into themes and like different um, categories so um, I found it more helpful if I used like pictures and colour as well to identify each theme. Okay, thank you. Um, I would say um, watching like certain YouTube videos also really helped me during GCSE. Like um, during English, like it was really hard for me to like understand some of the texts, like especially the poems. But there was a YouTuber called Mr. Bruff. I know he's a bit like you know a bit of like a joke, but like he was actually really good. It really helped me like with the understanding of poems. Like he just broke them down like the whole of it, and I just really like annotated my anthology as I went along. Um, yeah, I mean, there's like some like science and math videos, but I didn't use them as much. But there's still loads of them out there. But you can find it anything on anything, so it's really helpful, I think. Mm. You can't see this because obviously you're just listening. But around the table, we've got people like, yes, Mr. Bruff, it was brilliant. <laughs> That's why we recommend him because we know it works. <laughs> and free science lessons. Yeah, the science so good. What was that? Sorry. Free science lessons okay. is the YouTube name. Okay. And he literally breaks it down, every single topic, triple and combined. 
There was a mass one as well. I can't remember the uh, name. Mass genius. Mass genius. Oh, mass genius. Yeah. Yeah. Mass genius. And I think it's uh, slightly helpful for A level as well. Um, the only thing is, um, they obviously are on the old spec, so instead of having the full A level, they do it only, I think, it like chapters. So like you have C one, C two, and so on. Okay. Well, um, we'll make sure we round all these up and put them in the show notes for people. So that's really helpful. Thank you. And I've not heard those sites, so and, and really helpful. Thank you. Okay, should we go so to? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. can you remember, like GCSE year? When did you start revising properly? When did it become not just I'm kind of doing my homework, but teachers said I ought to do a bit of revision? When did it become a proper like you know I'm going to start revising now? February. After February half. I know. I'm I'm sorry. Like when it, like <laughs> as in like. I was revising, working, the whole, the whole year, and we had so many mocks, so like we had to revise anyway. So I didn't not ever revise. Like I did hardcore revision for all of my mocks. It's worth saying at this point that Anita, I think we can use names, can't we? Okay. Okay. So, um, she got amazing results. So the fact that you started in February means she could have got even more amazing results if you'd have. Don't guilt trip, poor girl. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> But you apologise, so you know that you should have done something, you should have done it differently. Sure. I don't <laughs> know. I just feel like with, with A-levels, it's so different. Like, you have to start now. But with GCSEs, I have, like, quite a good memory. And I feel like with GCSEs, you just had to memorise things. Whereas A-levels, it's all about actually, yeah. you yeah, have to know yeah, it. I'm totally, yeah. I'm totally different. I can't remember anything. Like, I'm a bit like Dora from Nemo. I, remember, I, <laughs> I, lose, I lose my memory a lot. So, like... When I had to do like homework, I had to see if I struggled with it a lot because then I wrote it down. So I used to have tabs on my books. So if I didn't understand it, I think it was like red, and then I did orange, and then green. So then it just helped me because when I finally understood it, I could just change it to a green, and that like that's what helped me with like my maths because I could just go through my maths book and then go over it. And I think like with people who do struggle like with memory, they kind of you need to find your own kind of way, even if it's not like a normal way to revise, because I think I struggled with that a lot, because I tried to use flashcards, but then I'll probably get it right one minute, and then I'll totally forget it the next minute. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we've all lost the plot, because Paula's just got up to get himself a slice of cake. Very quietly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, and I tried to I try to do like what everyone kind of suggested, like with my maps and everything. But it kind of just changes with the subject that you do because how you remember it is how it's weird. Because again, like what Alita said, I had a supportive like mum, so she always used to come up to my room like, "Do you need any help?" And it's like, "Yeah, sure, you can help me with this." But then I remember it one minute, and then I'll just forget it the next. So I think that's something that people will struggle with as well. I think. So February half term. Oh. I think it was somewhere after Easter, I can't really remember. I'm kind of the, the black sheep of the group. I, I'm the one that started really late and uh, I still somehow managed to get good grades and uh, I, don't, I don't know how. But I think the thing is like, like Elita said, the revision was kind of ongoing but it never was as serious as, as you, it got after like Easter time. Cause it, before that, I, was like, I still have time. It's still a couple of months to my exam, but then you get to Easter and you realize, oh, oh wait, it's actually in a couple of, of in, in a month or maybe like uh, three, four weeks. So like, you, you, 
after that, you only start to realize that it's actually important and that you need to start revising. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's, it was, sorry. No, no, you it was <coughs> after November mocks because I feel like that's when you really find out how you're doing and like what you need to really improve on because it's like the second last step of mocks you do in year 11. And so that's when it like really hit me, like, oh, I need to work harder and like actually proper buckle down and do all the revision. Were you disappointed with the mock results or? No, but I knew I could do better. But most schools only do one set of mocks. Like our school is really good for that. Yeah, they, they don't give you a choice. Yeah. To, like, if you want to do well, if you want to see like, a B or an A on that paper, you have to revise. I think as a school we're really lucky though because they do kind of force us to do it even though how much we hate it we kind of look back on it it's like yeah if, if we didn't have that then I think we would have struggled a lot more than we did so yeah so one set of mocks you think is a better idea no, no. no. more, more sets of mocks if you have more than one set though um, you don't get the feedback you don't have the time between the second set of mocks you don't have time to do anything about the gaps in your knowledge yeah, but you because you, you have to revise. Yeah, I mean, if you had one set of mocks you fluked it and you did really well, you might slack off a little bit and be like, oh yeah, yeah you know, I'm I'm fine. Whereas two, yeah, I think if you fluke one and you fail the other, like you're fully like set on getting yeah. what you got before. You know? Yeah, three's like a good number. We had three. Yeah. We had three sets. Yeah, we had November, January, and then English and then, maths and yeah. March. Did it take some of the the, the fear out of doing the actual exams it's like oh yeah. just another set of these again yeah, yeah. And that's good yeah definitely yeah, probably definitely the other way around <laughs> 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 made more fear because you know oh, they're coming so you know they're a reality check as well yeah definitely yeah see for me the fact that they were so ongoing helped just continue that loop of revision not break it because I feel like if we just had one set of mocks I, I would revise vigorously for those and then kind of slack but because the mocks are so consistent, I revise consistently. But in terms of revising for my actual GCSEs, like I would not advise anyone do this at all. My revision was very last minute for my actual GCSEs. I was very much a person who would just um, come home the day before and just read everything that I needed to know. Um, somehow it worked, but just don't do that. Like don't because um, even if you think it works for you, like it's really it takes a toll on your mental health. So use the mocks that you're given to like revise constantly. So do you wish you developed some better habits in year eleven? Did like did year twelve hit you pretty hard when you suddenly <laughs> couldn't do that anymore? I mean, it 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 didn't really hit me like hard because year twelve is still year thirteen is when you really feel it, but year twelve I just developed new revision habits and now like I'm much better at planning my time around my revision. So that probably brings me on to my next question. Who had a revision plan? An actual oh, like, I, I did. Yeah. plan? Yes. 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 No. Okay, here we go. That's five out of six, that's not bad. Um, how did you how did you build it and how did you stick to it? We had sessions, didn't we? I think I remember having mine as a session. I think it was an open evening, like a, a kind of year 11 revision night. And they gave us the revision tables. And my mum forced me to make one. And she was like, well, you've got to have like maths five times a week, English five times a week, science five times a week, and then do like your different like two or three subjects where you fill the gaps. And then have like one day off where you didn't do anything. So I think I had like a Thursday off or something because I passed the middle of the week. So I think that helped. So with your um, 
mats that you take, that's yeah. an example, you've got five slots a week. Yeah. Um, when you sat down to do your mats, what were you doing in that hour? Had you, did you know which topic? Um, so, because I used the tabs, I used to go through the reds to try and make them oranges or greens, and then by the time I kind of finished, I kind of got either oranges or greens, or mostly greens and oranges. Um, but I used to give my phone into my mum and stick on the radio, because it, even if I want to listen to music, I won't be distracted by my phone. So I think that's a good thing to do if you were going to advise. If you want to listen to music, just stick on the radio or something. Mm. For background Very yeah. good advice. Very but I think with revision plans, a lot of people put in more hours where they're enjoying the subject rather than what they find yeah. difficult. But I think you should do it the other way around. Like, do the subjects you find harder more times a week than the subjects you find easier, like the ones you like, because the ones you like, you'll probably be better at it anyway. Yeah, I definitely didn't put physics down as much as many times as I wanted to. And people in here that probably know that I hated physics. I hated English. And <laughs> I, I loved maths, and the only subject I actually did a lot was math because I remember my teacher said that by the end of the year I finished all the past papers for maths and for English I revised three days before my exam. <laughs> <laughs> Did yeah. that work out for you? Or? I passed and uh, <laughs> that's what I wanted because I knew I was in, I, I didn't like it so every time I was in class I was doing the work but obviously not to my full potential because that dislike I, I didn't like it so that was just brought everything down for me mm. you probably yeah you kind of need the motivation there to properly invest yourself in it i guess i mean it's hard to find motivation though isn't it it's hard to find where you can sit down and say right i'm going to do it so especially like nowadays where we've got so much technology or anything around it's hard to kind of sit down but like what Alia said, probably you think that your family was so supportive and kind of helped yeah. you for everything. So I think that helps a lot as well. It's not just about the kid that's doing the GCSEs, it's about the whole family and like friends as well because I couldn't have done it without my friends because we were just going through all the poems like days and days before. So it's yeah. quite a lot of group work as well. Oh yeah, mm. verbal, yeah. Mm. So in terms of kind of motivating you to stick to your plan, what was the most useful thing in terms of I feel like a really good thing to like let yourself and make yourself stick to the plan is like allow yourself to have things that you give yourself if you complete a certain number of like hours or a certain topic so if you have a subject plan for that day or a specific topic if you've done like say 40 minutes and you know you want to have a 20 minute break reward yourself if you've done something um, with anything that you like so like it could be food it could be an activity that you like doing it could be like 20 minutes of Netflix, like whatever you enjoy doing, reward yourself with that, but don't get carried away with it. So it's helpful if you have your parents like keep check on you and you could give your phone into your parents. But if, as I say, not every family is that supportive. So if you find your parents are like working or they're not there, then you could always like download apps on your phone that lock your phone for a certain number of minutes or hours. Um, but yeah, just make sure that you give yourself rewards. Does anyone have their phone with them when they were revising? The Flora app. Oh yeah, yeah, it's like an app. Is it the one that grows the plants? Those trees. Yeah. Or oh, the longer you so leave it, it tells yeah. you forests. It if you get if you use your phone or something like that. Yeah, yeah. so you can like you choose a certain that. amount of time. So yeah. I usually do like thirty minutes, and then you like you do this world tour thing. It sounds so nerdy, <laughs> but yeah. And then uh, 
<laughs> you, can, you, you can actually plant real trees, so it's meant to be for the environment as well. Um, and another thing you can actually do is you can put money on it. So if you break it, it takes it out of your bank account. So I've never done that, but it is a thing. Uh, like five pounds, 30 minutes, if you don't complete it, then five pounds gone. I like it. I know. Does it still show notifications and everything as well then, when you are on it? It does, but like if you Obviously. go off it. But you can yeah. do not disturb. Or like yeah, it's yeah. not I mean, I don't, I don't really use apps like that, but I'll use my phone to like put on like an hour timer and just go on airplane mode and then just sit it there so I can check the time. Yeah, but like, I don't get anything through, so I kind of just have to. You've got to be quite disciplined to do that, though. I yeah, think. I mean, I, ju- I just do it, but like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to put myself <laughs> on some kind of pedestal, but like, um, I understand some people it's harder, but like, yeah, I don't know, I just, I don't really have the kind of need, especially if they're not like popping up. Um, it's easy for me to just leave it. I mean, like. How, how long did you say you were doing yours for? Half an hour, like well, breaks? Yeah, I'm glad to talk about now A-level. I didn't do that for GCSE. I'd normally just turn my phone off. Um, so yeah, this is more something that's developed since I've started my A-levels. Well, I mean, I think you sound uh, like a, a more disciplined bunch than the average teenager from, from the feedback we've had. Um, phones are a huge issue in terms of they are, yeah. revision um, and being distracted. But there's, 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 there's like a box I saw on Facebook or something where you like put anything into like cookies or like anything that will make you want to go and eat it. Then it will actually lock the lid, so you cannot open it. You can't physically break it as well. So like one, if you put like an hour or two hours or three hours, or like whatever you put in, you cannot have it until that's finished. So try and invest in that if you're really, <laughs> really, really like tempted. Surrogate parents. <laughs> yeah, so just one more thing I was going to say about staying motivated is that I really recommend, like Anastasia will understand this because we both do lots of dance, keeping your extracurricular activities because then you have, but I kept going to all my dance lessons probably apart from the ones on like the day before I actually had the exam because I didn't want to stress myself out that night. Um, because then so I have dance five till seven. I know that after school, like, four till, oh no, like half three till half four, I have to revise, so I've got a choice. And then I go and do something that's like escape from revision. And so yeah, I feel like not everyone does extracurricular activities, but if you do, then keep them going, don't quit. Exercise especially, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I think exercise is a really good kind of way to get out of that. uh, That's a mistake I made. I quit my football and I really, really aggressive. Like, so. I think it's a, a good idea to just keep, I mean it's a long evening you've got between the end of school and, and going to bed, you don't have to stop doing the things you enjoy doing, you can, you can yeah. do both the revision and the And it's so important to keep a healthy mind. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. so what do you think, because most of our listeners are our parents, although by this point they've probably gone, oh this is more for my child and, and got them listening instead, but what was the most helpful thing that your parents did that supported you while you were advising, and, and still do, I guess, with your A-levels? Um, I'd say maybe just give you space, like whilst you're like stressed out, or like, I don't know, people might have like chores inside the house or something, like if you've got to like walk your dog for like half an hour, and you're kind of just wanting to get the revision out of the way, sometimes my parents would just be like, okay, we'll give you like the day off, and you can just revise and put your heart into that, rather than kind of nagging you to do certain things. Because it just kind of like builds up a bit of stress and then maybe like a bit of like an argument, I don't know, that can kind of evolve from that then. I, I know that sometimes that's happened with me. Um, so it's nice that sometimes, well, my parents were quite supportive and just been like, okay, yeah, he's like stressed from exams, we'll just leave him for a bit and chill. 
Yeah. And also, my parents always reminded me that like, they'd be proud of me no matter what. And I know that's something that, I guess, you'd, you wouldn't really, because you do that anyway, and hopefully most parents do that. But always saying, like, it doesn't matter what grade you get, as long as you tried your hardest. Like, we're still going to be proud of you. So even if, like, you're, if a four in English, like, as long as you passed, or, like, as long as that's the best you could have done, you couldn't have done any better, then they'll still be proud. And I think remind all the children that, like, you know, what they do is still good to them. And important yeah definitely I agree and also like because my parents they've got quite a packed work schedule so they weren't able to like necessarily go through flashcards with me or like um, help me with my revision and stuff but um, even if you're like really really busy you could do tiny little things that would mean a lot to your child when they're revising so like if um, as Rory said if you've got like um, chores that your child always does um, even if it's like a small thing, just like help them out with that, do it for them or just get them to do it later when they've got some free time. Even like um, bring them up a sandwich into their room, like things that are really easy but it would mean a lot to us. Mum made me a cup of tea. And <laughs> exactly. Me up, pour me up two cookies, like every like half an hour because she knew that I, I always did 25 minutes in a five minute break so I'd, I'll go to like to the loo or just stretch my legs so she always knew like at that half an hour point that's when I would like a cup of tea and I just <laughs> I'm like a little rabbit like I just grab a tea and I'll walk back in and like just leave me alone and then I'd give her back my cup and then I'll go can I have another one please and she just knew that that, that was like my little five minute stress free kind of moment so no wonder you need toilet every half an hour <laughs> 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 with my parents like it was my parents and my little sister actually she's four years younger than me but she still like helped like tested me on flashcards and everything and they would like switch up the order so I couldn't like memorize the answers and stuff and then if I was stressed they just like tell me jokes to make me laugh which really helped <laughs> that's so nice Gillespie basically 
he was really motivational and like really had like this insane confidence in everyone. Oh, he and it yeah. was it was the best thing. It was like he kind of I don't know, you just felt like you could definitely do it because of like how much kind of energy he was pouring into you. And he like really knew our class really well and I think that really helped too. Because he like knew us personally, he knew yeah. kind of like how we worked. So if we were kind of like having an off day or something, he'd just be like, you know, you could actually do this, like don't worry because you've got the ability for this kind of thing. And he always told us how proud of us he was. Yeah. yeah. Like, could you put, oh, he's so nice. He wrote us, like, personalised messages. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of, like, caring and, like, the, just the sheer confidence he had in people that I think really helped me. Yeah. Anyway. And he believed we could do it, so that made us believe we could do it. Mm. Like, he, he really believed yeah. us. Yeah. Well, normally we wouldn't mention teacher names, but I think we'd have to leave that one in. There's so much love for this man. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. I think, like, with mine, I always had self, I, I always used to doubt myself a lot. So my teacher said if he don't believe that you can't do it, you won't be able to do it. So start believing you can because then you'll be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I think that's really helped me because especially like with my English, mm-hmm. I wasn't really that confident. And then suddenly I passed with flying colours. It's just like, you know, I, th- I believe that at that time I could do it. And like walking in, I was talking to Rachel actually. I was like, oh my God, I bet if, if, if this comes up, I could do it. And that poem came up and it was like the best thing ever. So I, I believe I could do it and I, I could do it, so that really helped me there, so, yeah. I think also my, uh, my history teacher, um, she, she told me, like, remember, Anita, you need to take breaks. <laughs> like, reminding that no, it's not always about the work, it's about taking breaks as well. Mm-hmm. So that's an important piece of advice that I guess doesn't always get said. Can I just ask, actually, uh, in terms of February half term onwards, how, many, how much revision per evening did you do? I think before mine was definitely just like one, one, or one and a half hours. Suddenly, like after Christmas and after Feb, it was like three, four. Three or so four per evening. Yeah, like I used, to, I used to go home like straight after school, so it'd be about half three, and I used to go all the way to about like five, half five, have dinner and come back and then do it again, and then have a shower and go to bed. What about weekends? Was that more or you have weekends off? No, it was more like a, a whole d- another day at school. Six hours, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I towards really the end, towards yeah. like towards the like when it was actually getting there, I'd definitely say that. But, but like, like not four hours a night. Don't know. Mental class dance and stuff. I didn't really time it as much. I probably should have, but like I don't know. I just felt like I kind of go home. Yeah, it's sort of like I had a routine. I just generally revise. I know it sounds a bit like wishy washy, not knowing the exact like uh, timings, but I just generally just like go home, maybe play a bit of Xbox, like chill out. And then revise and generally just kind of mix it up and continually as long as i was revising most of the night i was okay with it and covering most subjects yeah or like i think it's important to know like how far you can go though because especially like rory obviously knew how far he can go like he can chill out for a bit and then go for it i didn't know because i didn't have a good revision technique because i didn't remember anything so i was just full-on going through all my tabs but that's how i learned that's how i did it at that point so i think it's different for everyone I think that's important to say because maybe you can't get off of Xbox or PlayStation or off your phone and then you realise that that's all the night gone and you're like, well, I didn't do anything then, so, yeah. And also I think that it's wrong to have, like, that complete distinction between, so revising is, like, a job, is, like, a chore and then you've got your free time which you like to do, so, like, it can be Xbox or extracurricular clubs or whatever, but... I feel like that division kind of puts you in a bad mindset because you punish yourself if you don't 
do enough revision to your standards. So I feel like if there is anything that you enjoy that could also be classed as revision, definitely do that in your spare time. So obviously do hardcore revision that can feel a bit of a chore sometimes, but you know that you have to do it. But then at the same time, if there is anything that you enjoy doing for revision, for example, I really enjoy reading history books because I'm a nerd, but um, <laughs> just, just if you enjoy any particular book or even documentaries that you like <coughs> that are relevant to your course, just do that, do that as part of your revision as well. Good advice. I'm you so are good at this. Yay! Hey. <laughs> hey. um, question here says, uh, the biggest regret that you've got from Key Stage 4? So if you could do something differently, would there be anything you'd go back and change? Actually revise for... <laughs> all, the subjects, oh, no. all the subjects properly, not only focus on your most favourite one, actually do the one that you actually hate. And because this way you can you can actually get a good grade overall, and rather than get really good grades on the subjects you like, and then really bad grades on the subjects you, you don't like. So I'd probably if I go if I can go back, I'd probably revise for English uh, as much as I re revise for for all my other subjects. I would start like full on revision earlier. Like I know I started earlier than other people, <laughs> but like still I'd start like at the start of year eleven maybe. Mine's definitely like not having enough family time because I always used to spend my time in my room and my dad would never see me as he came home from work. He always saw me at the dinner table and that's it, I went to bed after. I, f I said I finished and I had a shower and I went to bed. So I think um, family time was quite important that I kind of missed out, kind of missed my brother kind of growing up a little bit. So yeah, I think it's like taking time <laughs> out. So <laughs> yeah. Mine kind of links with the teacher advice because um, my biggest regret is putting too much pressure on myself. And a teacher told me, don't put so much pressure on yourself and have such high expectations. Obviously, it's okay to want to achieve something and to really reach for your goal. If you're trying to get, if the highest that you want to reach for is a four, go for it. If it's a nine, that's fine. But just don't over-pressurise yourself because... Don't think that the world is going to end just because you don't get that nine or that eight. Like it's not the end of the world. Like you still, you're still going to reach your goal. You're still going to get there. So just make sure that you just let yourself have it a bit easy. That's for A levels as well, definitely. Because so because like you can go and not get the exact grades that you want to do, like a teaching course or like a maths course. You might have to take an extra year, but you do, you can still get to your goal that way. So yeah. Go ahead, oh, go what, what's my biggest regret? Mm. Uh, you don't we're have to have it. I don't know, you can just, 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 just go, do you know what, I'm perfect. I'm not okay, so, like, what Rachel said about starting hardcore revision like before November, I wouldn't do that, but I'd recommend um, doing notes, so you don't have, like, when you get to the end, you don't have all of them to do, because I did leave everything till the end. Um, not to like February and then I started making them from the start again. But obviously you start your GCSEs in year 10. So that's a lot of notes to make. So yeah, after every lesson, it's so much easier said than done. Because even with A-levels, I'm like, yes, after every lesson. I don't do that, but you should. You know, at the end of every week, go through your notes and make mm -hmm. the flashcards, the mind maps, whatever helps you. But my GCSE results today was like, like my proudest moment. So I don't think I regret that much.
Plus, yeah. Um, what I would say as well, yeah, sorry. Um, I would also say obviously ratchetness thing. Like you can always say you should revise like earlier. It's always like something people say, and I'm also one of them. But I, another thing I'd say is maybe like obviously in like year eleven you're still in with like loads of your friends and stuff in classes. I know that loads of people didn't take GCSEs as seriously as myself and uh, most of everyone else. Yeah, like um, so people just like mess around, and then it's very easy just to be influenced by that and sort of uh, do the same thing rather than concentrating. And I felt like I was a bit too um, influenced by my friends and how they didn't really care about it as much. I probably should have just been like, okay, I probably need to focus on my studies more. But it's hard to like just turn down your friends and say like I'm not participating in whatever. And just focus, but I mean, I feel like I should have done more of that, even though I did like obviously not pay attention too much, but like I still sort of joined in a little bit. And if they're your friends, they should understand. Yeah, exactly, that's it. I think it's harder to know that in GCSE though. I think as A level, it's quite it's easier because you could just say, Well, I'm I'm not coming out tonight because you know I've got to do revision. I think like when we were a bit younger, we were kind of more influenced about like going out. More peer pressure in key stage four. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of brings on to the next question, actually. What's the main difference, do you think, between key stage four and key stage five? Definitely maturity, I think. So hard. So much harder. Yeah. Do not regret it, though. No. I do not regret it, even though I'm stressed most of the time. I do not regret it. Are you? (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't guess. No, yeah. Definitely take up as many opportunities as possible as well. Because me, uh, Rory, and Rational did EQ as well. Did you do EVQ? No. 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 And like, as, as stressful as it was in the first year, it's like we got our results back today and it was just yeah. like an amazing feeling to know that that's out of the way now. Yeah. And you go on extra yeah. thing. Even if you did forget to put out the EVQ statement. Oh no. Put it on the I, I forgot to put it on. Wow. <laughs> yeah, don't so, do that. Yeah, don't do that. Um, make sure you check it before it gets sent. Um, yeah, but yeah, definitely, like, the difference between GCSEs and A-levels are, like, your friends, I think, because you might have to change your friends group, but, like, you find out that everyone else is mature enough to kind of deal with it now. I think, like, I've been with the same group, and we've all just been revising since, but we get, like, the little jokes in every now and again, but we are all kind of serious about it, and I think that's quite a nice feeling to have. Yeah, yeah, definitely. GCSEs are such a good sorry, learning experience. <laughs> such a good learning experience because, like, not only you but everyone around you matures, and those like you can have completely different people that you surround yourself by after GCSEs. And although it's like you can think about it as sad, but it's a really good thing because GCSEs sort of picks out all the people that were not mature enough or you don't need to surround yourself by. And you know at the end of GCSEs, when you go into A-levels, you know if you're surrounding yourself with the right people. Because if you're telling them, for example, now in year 13, if you're telling your friends that you need to revise, they'll understand. If you can like literally tell them anything and they will understand because they've been through that as well. It's like the independency with A-levels as well, I think, is a big thing. Like, you can't just... Um, like rely on teachers to push you and get you to do like certain things like recap topics that maybe you're weak on like you you have to actively seek out that yeah. yourself you can't just have like a, unless you get like tutors and stuff but again that's like really expensive but like just a lot more like independency A-levels yeah, yeah. 
like a big thing is that you're, you're studying subjects that you actually want to study. Like it does make a big difference. Like obviously you say in GCSE you work harder at the ones that you enjoy. Hopefully you enjoy all your A-level choices because you've chosen them. Mm-hmm. It's like getting through my GCSEs, my math GCSE for example, like I really don't like maths, but getting through it so I could do my A-levels and take the subjects that I wanted to, it's worth it. So just yeah. stick it out. Yeah, like especially like when you're in GCSEs as well, you've got to kind of think about what you want to do in, in A-levels because it's not just like, if you, if you say if you love maths, you can't then say, oh, I'm gonna focus on my maths because you might not get the English grades or the science grades to get into A-level. So you kind of need to think of the whole picture to kind of... Yeah, I think, uh, sorry, and I think another like, big difference is the opportunities you get in A-level. I was gonna say like, that. EPQ uh, is one that I agree with Charlotte, like definitely take it if you have the opportunity. But also like other things, the student council, like all of us here have been in or like are still in the student council. I think that's a big thing, especially to improve like confidence and stuff, getting ready for uni, I think the opportunities. So what advice would you give to a year 11 student now? So we're recording this in sort of mid-January, which means they've still got plenty of time. If you had some year 11 students in front of you. Revise. Come on guys, you got this. I like generally, I would stick on the podcast and just listen to it because you can't change it over you can't skip to the next song or anything just listen to something that you know that you can listen to and not look at your phone or anything if you were going to look at your phone and not lock it away put on something that you know you cannot change don't put on Netflix don't put on YouTube like stick on a podcast because you cannot literally change it you have to listen to every little word that they say so yeah also like remember that you're not the only person going through this yeah hundreds of thousands of students your age going through the same thing. So as hard as it may seem, like you're not going to be significantly worse than everyone else in the country. Um, so your own mind, you're doing great, you're doing great, you're, yeah. you're doing fine. And also yeah. like, if at, this, sorry, if at this stage your teacher is like telling you that, oh I bet you can achieve this grade or that grade and you're thinking in your mind, there is no way I'm going to get that at the end of my GCSEs. Don't just don't doubt yourself because your teacher knows you, they've seen your work and if you're taking it as like, not a criticism, but if you're taking it as if, oh now they want me to work twice as hard to get this grade, don't take it as a criticism, take it as a praise, take it as a thing that shows you that they believe in you and like as motivation to work harder, but obviously don't overwork yourself just to get that grade because I promise you, even if you don't get the grades that your teacher told you or hoped you would get, they're not going to be disappointed in you. You're not going to be any less of a student or like literally no one is going to be mad at you for it. You, you'll still get where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Alternatively, if your grade, like target grade is so much lower than what you think you can achieve, yeah, like don't listen to it. Like literally, like in English, we were all, <laughs> like a lot of, there was a lot of like, I don't know, I think our teacher was extra harsh on us. So I think it was, in the end it was quite a good thing but like we were all kind of expecting maybe sixes or sevens. A lot of us pulled out like really good grades because of it. So like even if like you think what the teacher's saying is like um, sort of accurate, don't believe that. Like just try as hard as you can and you'll yeah. definitely surpass. Wrong. Yeah, that's surpass awesome. it. You're not defined by a number. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a massive. You're not though. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, nines, nines, nines. That was such a big thing because we were the first year to have a full set of one to nine. I was like, nines, nines, nines. Doesn't make me better than you just because I got a nine and you didn't. 
like does not define you. Thank you very much for being up with us. If you'd like to know more about how you can support your child through their GCSEs, then head over to parentguide.gcse.com. See you next time.